Hi, Chris, it's me, Jake. It's November 10th, 2016. This is Idle Thumbs 288. I'm Chris Remo. I'm Nick Brecken. I'm Jake Rodkin. Hey, Jake. Hey, guys. Hi. Hey, Nick. Hi. Hey. Hey. Welcome. Hey. You guys ready to talk about some video games? It's what I've wanted to do the most for, I would say, my whole life. (laughs) Well, today... (laughs) My life's been leading up to this day, finally. That's strange. Today we're talking about... uh, Titanfall 2, because I played a lot of it, and I think Jake played some of it in yep. the campaign. Um, I also played the latest Hitman level, the Hokkaido level, the uh, snow-capped mountain uh, hospital thing, and Nick has a Battlefield 1 story. Yep. Sounds great. Mm-hmm. Let's get into it. So Titanfall 2. <laughs> <laughs> this was a game that I literally knew nothing about. Uh, I feel like you played it because I started playing it because I was told to play it. Yes. Yeah. That is true. Um, and I I, had, I wasn't even aware that this game had a single-player campaign until people started talking about it, like, after it was already out. Um, I had no idea. I didn't really... I, I played, you know, a few multiplayer matches of the first game in beta. In the beta, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You and the rest of its player base, I think. Oh, really? Did it not stay like, around? Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's interesting. It's 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 uh, unusual, I think, to be playing a game with this kind of uh, f- single-player first-person shooter campaign that tries to have a lot of ideas in it. You know, like when you say ideas, do you mean mechanical or thematic? Oh, I mean mainly mechanical. Okay, yeah. There's but like a lot of like, thematic uh, ideas going on. In the this op- game. the opening <laughs> cutscene of the Titanfall Two campaign no, is, is bleak it's shit. Very, it's, <laughs> God, it was weird. It's like, have you you haven't seen this, have you, Nick? No. The opening cutscene of this game is just this sort of like breathless guy being like, "Oh, these pilots, they're amazing. They're oh, they run everywhere and they jump and they pilot a mech and they destroy their enemies." And it's just like all this the footage that's going on, it's just a guy murdering everyone right. just nonstop. And and it's this weird like ode to a war guy. In in a way that is so self serious, but it doesn't seem to. It means nothing. It's very strange. Yeah, like it doesn't mean anything, and it's and it doesn't seem to be aware of how like totally um, over the top it is. It's super strange, Weird. and the, the game has some of that in it too because you your guy, you play a guy who. Uh, you're very, just like an infantryman in the in the Titanfall War, right? right? But you very quickly become a pilot, which is this character that is able to. Uh, pilot a you know like a big war mech, a thing. big stomping mech, yeah, yeah. and a uh, titan, if you will, yeah, the titan and, falls oh, right, as we have titan. previously and discussed, the, and the titan has its own um, like AI and voice that it speaks to you with, and it's like your buddy, uh, but it has this sort of neutral uh, like war guy voice also, or that you know everything the titan says. Everything the Titan says is like this, where it's a very commanding male voice, and your character loves him. Like, your character is like, ha, he's m- my buddy, um, and is is always like, what do you think about this, BT? He's like the Luke Skywalker character, right? Where right. everything is like, ha, like, this is pretty awesome, isn't it? Could g- Nice move. You did it, robot. Uh, and the robot's like, yes, I did. And it's, it's that, like, <laughs> well, very intentional, like... 
robot doesn't have a sense of humor. In the, in the Paul Verhoeven version of this, though, that Titan then emits like samples of patriotic trumpet sounds and stuff. <laughs> in, in, in Titanfall 2, yeah. he doesn't. Yeah, though. that's what's so funny about it. So this game, it reminds me in a lot of ways of... Um, it's it's kind of like if a Halo campaign met a met like Portal Two. Yeah, met mm. like a of of uh, Orange Box Vintage Valve. Thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it it has the it has it it feels like Halo in a lot of ways. In that one, it's more mechanically interesting and inventive than most just kind of standard first person shooter campaigns. Campaigns. It also takes place in like in a lot of cases big sweeping environments or like labyrinthine interior environments also you are playing this character who every other friendly human around you regards as a superman basically which is you know in the halo campaigns you're constantly running into infantry grunts who are like oh my god it's the master chief holy shit and in this game you know you frequently come upon friendly soldiers who are like oh it's a pilot wow sick moves sir um (laughs) that that there's a part where that you just like subject to just endless praise from these people for running on walls and stuff which is super fun by the way um but unlike Halo, again, it doesn't it doesn't seem to be aware of how ridiculous it is. Like in 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 Halo, I mean, Halo is also a very self serious story and gets increasingly self serious, unfortunately, as the series progresses. But there are also like weird little stubby aliens who go like blah and like go <laughs> blah, 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 and run around. And there's and like there's something this about, menace must be stopped. <laughs> right. Lol. Yeah. <laughs> like there's something about that about just the world of Halo. Again, like this is I think diminished over the course of the campaign, but there's something over the in the world of Halo that sort of is aware of its of its pomposity and grandeur and um like top heaviness. And undercuts it, I think, in an effective way to the point where in one of the games, and I forget how long they continued this. Maybe they still are. I don't think so, though. Um, You could do things like enable confetti explosions when you headshot one of those little, Mm. like, grunts. Um, And it's I thought that was great. Like, I always played with that enabled because I'm like, this is ridiculous. And let's all acknowledge how ridiculous it is. And it's fine that it is as long as we can, like, say so, you know. Um, and there are, I think Titanfall has, I'm a little more conflicted about in part because it is so serious about itself. And also because even though the mechanics are so light on their feet, right. And I mean, almost literally, like you are literally like running, jumping, double jumping, wall running, doing all this crazy stuff. That's really fun and really cool and really, um, not ponderous at all. I wish that uh, the movement mechanics were like somehow incorporated into a sequel to the 2016 Doom of just like give yeah, me, give me, mm. yeah, yeah, exactly. There you go. And I actually could do personally with a lot less of the mech stuff. It's my least favorite part of the game because it's the opposite. You it's like, like you like the fluid acrobatic stuff. Yeah, the yeah. mech stuff is so ponderous, and there's so much shit on the screen all the time. And it's, uh, I, I, every mech. I'm sure there are people who are actually really good at this. And I'm like, you know, I'm sure there are people who are who would totally disagree with what I'm saying because they simply just are better at these segments. But my mech segments always end up just being like mash every mouse button and like ability hotkey. Yeah, it's just it ends up just being unreadable nonsense. The the mech stuff, even in the little that I got into it. um, I mean, also having played a little bit of the multiplayer beta, it very much does feel like it's part of the lore and part of the world because it's the like. 
the super weapon that you can drop in for a moment of asynchronous or of asymmetrical. Excuse me, God, I always say asynchronous instead of asymmetrical. <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Of you're, a, think, uh, you're thinking about asynchronous level loads, which you have and, to talk I'm, about. And, all the time I, and I mean, asynchronous multiplayer is a different thing. That's right, like just totally chess by yes. mail. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but asymmetrical moments in the multiplayer where you basically can charge up and drop a super weapon into the match is a, a more interesting dynamic, I think, in that than in like a single player campaign where you can well, oh, there are, plop so, into a into a into a mech man for a minute. Right. right. I mean, a lot of the a lot of the mech moments in the single player game are essentially boss battles where you're fighting against other kind of key enemies in yeah. mechs. And those I find to just be slugfests. Like they're just sort of, you trade blows back and forth, but you, you're better at using cover and stuff. And so you end up winning. And like, it's just not as interesting to me as, as the sort of super mobile, um, very uh, player directed um, stuff earlier uh, elsewhere in the game. But the other thing to me that's tough that I've, this game made me realize one of the reasons I really appreciate Halo, I think and I know I talk about Halo a lot. When yeah, people I'm bag on me for talking about Valve and Nintendo all the time, but <laughs> man, there is not a first-person conversation uh, with know. a gun in it where you're not like, let's talk about the majesty of early Halo. I know. I'm sorry. Um, but <laughs> part of it, I think, is that I realized as I was playing this game, I was just getting straight-up bullet fatigue, which is a thing mm. that happens in a lot of, especially modern games where the sound design is really advanced. Where's that like, Halo shield mechanic, Chris? Well, this game sort of... It's the invisible version, though. Yeah. Well, but I mean, this game just has the thing now that every game has, including Halo, which is just your health just recharges on its own. Like, you eventually just, you know, you stop for a bit, and now you have your health back. It doesn't have the explicit shield mechanic of, of Halo, although the mechs have something like it. But, but you know, it's still... You don't have, like, health packs or anything. Right. Um, anyway, the thing I was just going to say is the there are, like, wacky alien weapons kind of in this game, but essentially every... Pretty much every game you, gun you find, the vast majority of them, essentially operate the way that just real world modern assault weapons do. So there's just a lot of like firing mm-hmm. bullets that sound like bullets, and it it just sounds like a war movie constantly. You want more like is, weird charge up pulse weapons and stuff, and not yeah, just, they're just like they sound wacky and they don't really remind you of just like actual real war in a way that like I I find it sort of just psychically exhausting to constantly hear and be the cause of hearing just actual real assault weapon bullets firing. And like, I know that's not something everyone will agree with or be able to relate to. Um, but just, I, it's something that is hard for me to get past. And like, let's be honest, especially this week when I could use some, like, I, 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 I could confetti. Yeah. I could, I could use some more (laughs) confetti and maybe some less just like, sounds of like literal sounds of actual gunfire war i could really use 2005 era bungie rejoining and making a new team that makes a game just for me this <laughs> this week america <laughs> yeah i mean this isn't titanfall 2's fault but i but i have been feel. i mean but it's our fault collectively as a nation yeah well i mean i've also just this has been a thing for me for years now like i it's just been harder and harder for me to deal with like realistic gunfire sounds for hours on end. Yep. That's just not something that is easy for me. You need the mod where uh, all the sound effects are made by some guy's mouth. <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Yeah. How to make this even more like a orange box <laughs> yep, right. or a valve thing. <laughs> Have a guy replace all the sounds with him going pew, pew, oh, yeah. pew. The, the, the existence of a huge AAA-grade single-player campaign that is focused entirely, not entirely, but whose movement and stuff is based on just weird dance acrobatic stuff. 
is is rare enough that I wanted to play it for that reason. But yeah, all yeah. every everything else inside of it. Uh, well, and those and they they, they they do a really good job, I think. At well, like one of the reasons I say it's full of ideas is because at frequent points during the campaign, and Jake, I imagine if you're not super far into it, you haven't seen a lot of this stuff yet. But there are a number of points during the campaign where they just throw in just wacky ideas that don't really need to be predicated on the setting or tone of the game. They like, just, like what's an example? So of an example of that is, and this is, I guess, a spoiler, but I don't really know. It's the story. Titanfall of this game, two spoilers yeah, begin now. The story of this game is not. <laughs> Like interesting or worthwhile enough for me to think it matters if, that much. If you haven't read the latest Titanfall novels, you right. might want to stop listening <laughs> yeah. for the next. This is two just or three this minutes. just spoilers something that mechanically happens. So I'm sorry, but the if you uh, haven't read the design document of Titanfall two <laughs> okay. yet, so there's a point in the game at which you start sort of blinking back and forth in time. Oh yeah, I saw I uh, saw yeah, on Gainer's like Twitter yeah, yeah. feed, on Steve Gainer's Twitter feed, there was a thing that just said like press X to time travel and yeah. just that screenshot. Yeah. Yeah. I saw that as well. Yeah, yeah. okay, yeah. I didn't yeah. see that, but in mine it was middle mouse button <laughs> or whatever, yeah. the mouse, but like right. but but yeah, it's uh it's the when it at, when it first happens, it is it is outside of your control and I thought it was maybe a little showy without but but then you like quickly you get the button, you get the hilarious button that is like, you know, press to time travel and uh, it's it ends up being really really cool because you can literally do it in the middle of jumping like you can jump like off a wall time travel to the other timeline where the where there's a still a wall over here wall jump off of it jump again to the version where the walls are all destroyed and now you can get through the area Hmm. that had, like, a laser grid, but now it doesn't. Uh, like, I need to play the rest of this fucking campaign because of that. You've just you've just made me... Yeah, it's like, really cool. And there's... Yeah. There, like, that's the most extreme showstopper example that I've encountered so far. But it is, yeah, but that, it is an intensely, like, imaginative, I thought... I mean, it's a, very, it's a simple mechanic in the sense of, like, light world, dark world. Like, a lot of games sure. have de- dealt with it over the years. But the sort of... The, the depth to which it's integrated into your... Like millisecond to millisecond yeah, that's a, that's gameplay a, that's is a really great cool. thing to also write in on top of the like the movement system in Titanfall. Even from the first one, was always like if the hallway is narrow enough, you can never touch the ground in that game. If right. you get good yeah. enough at it, so yeah. that plus being able to change where the ground and walls are at mm-hmm. a blink of a button is is really cool and does get into even more portally shit. That's really yep. neat. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. There, there. Whenever I definitely thought that stuff was extremely, extremely well implemented, well designed and well conceived. And I got really excited every time I had that sort of Prince of Persia sense of time feeling of like walking into a zone and seeing a bunch of just sort of floating vertical walls. And, <laughs> and I'm like, like, I know it. Oh, sick. Hell yeah. <laughs> gonna like, be good. Gonna be good. Um, less excited when I would enter an area that's just sort of a big arena grinder with lots of enemies. Yep. And, you know, I, I know you can obviously still use all your crazy jumpy stuff to to make that better and like that's true but <laughs> but it's it's to me like the real highlights are are when well you gotta just you gotta kill everyone and then once once threat neutralized has has happened you can you know just you have to take it in steps chris first murder all the guys mm-hmm. and then once mario declares threat, neutral- mario declares threat <laughs> neutralized. did you see this nick no oh my it's, god it's a it's a relatively old post on a forum somewhere i think but it's a very good image was it was that from game facts or yahoo answers it was yeah it was from like one of those sites where you can ask a a question publicly and then the game will like or the the community will will just answer it and it will pick the best answer so (laughs) so this is really good so it's it was uh game facts yeah 
And it was a question, this was seven years ago, about New Super Mario Brothers for the Nintendo DS. And the question is, what does Mario say at the end of a level? And then the first reply is, I think he says, threat neutralized. (laughs) My girlfriend, he says, that's so nice. I just don't hear it. I realize I could be wrong, but maybe this place could end the debate. (laughs) And then... And then someone, someone says, "Threat neutralized." So, <laughs> yeah. And then, and then uh, Midgard Dragon ninety nine replies, "Threat neutralized is just not something Mario would say." <laughs> and then Justino O one replies, "I thought he was saying pizza tonight." <laughs> to which Muddy Maestro replies, "To me, it has always sounded like he says patronized." <laughs> Uh, Malidia, Malidizione replies, oh, I thought he said, woohoo, bacon tonight. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, These are all true yeah. facts. Yeah. Mario actually says all of these things on a random roll. Right, yeah. <laughs> and then Sky Traveler very confidently declares, it is, thank you so nice. His English is not supposed to be very cohesive. <laughs> <laughs> So um, now you know. God, now I want to hear that file. I want to hear the sound file. It just sounds like. like oh, it's it's <laughs> incomprehensible. Uh, it's I like, mean, I'm sure he says something. He yeah, probably does, highly compressed. He probably does say threat neutralized. Yeah. <laughs> he might as well. But yeah, you got to get Mario to roll up into these arenas and neutralize the threats for you, so you can then just do wacky jumps. Because as we know, just like Mario, Mario neutralizes <laughs> threats. Titanfall pilots do wacky jumps up walls. Let's get this. Let's, uh, <laughs> That's true. We now know from, yeah. from Game Facts what, uh, and from our own experience what the core Mario experience is and what the best parts of Titanfall are. So I think we can deduce how this pairing of characters <laughs> would work <laughs> in the upcoming Mario and Titanfall at the Olympic Games. Yeah. I could, I could, I could, I wouldn't put it past modern, like crazy internet video compositor people to somehow overlay a Mario bouncing and wall jumping alongside Titanfall guy. I could see... The uh, easiest way would probably still be to do a GPU rip of a Titanfall level, then put it in Unity and download the torrent of that ripped Mario 64 uh, moveset right, yeah, <laughs> and then yeah, just yeah. literally videotape yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Um, God, they made... They made. I mean, Titanfall, I think, is still using... Source Engine. The Source it's Engine. It's in Source Engine! Yeah. Weird. So not, this is Not tru- Source 2. <laughs> no, yeah, oh, no. wow. Source Source. From the engine that brought you... Half-Life 2 and Portal comes yeah. this game that is kind of weirdly in that lineage. Yeah. Yeah, it's really weird. They're still using uh, the Hammer editor, which I guess Valve still is, although it's not as though Valve was making... They use it, for, I think, still for, oh, for, use it for Dota, Dota and stuff. CS content. Okay, yeah, 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 I mean, yeah, that's true, Counter-Strike exists. Yeah, no, of course it does, yeah. yeah. Counter-Strike has always existed, Chris. True. The Simpsons of video games. Counter-Strike. <laughs> Threat neutralized. <laughs> Well, so yeah, I suppose that that wraps up Titanfall. I do. I have enjoyed the campaign, obviously, on balance. Um, you know, but I, I, I'm glad. I guess I'm glad that this was probably always going to be a game that had just a lot of shooting enemies. So I'm really impressed at how not um, how much this the campaign was not a sort of paint by numbers affair. Like it's clear that the design team on this game really just went all out yeah on the it feels stuff like they treated they treated having a having a single player campaign in their sequel to a multiplayer game as an opportunity instead yes. of as an obligation right for yeah. sure yeah this wasn't a case where it was like 
uh, we, you know, we can't, you know, we have to get capture a certain audience and we, we just mm. need to like put the B team on, on getting it. Cause the, a lot of games have that and it's always kind of depressing. Um, usually in the other direction with a multiplayer game, multiplayer mode added to a single player game. But this is a, a really fully built out, impressively complete single player. It seems campaign. like this year, a lot of, uh, studios made that choice. Like I, oh, yeah. I hear the battlefield campaign is apparently very impressive. I'm not going to play it, but like, oh, I yeah. hear that's also the case that yeah. they must've just decided like. I don't know. I think I think the I think Titanfall and and the whatever the last incarnation of Battlefield was uh, got hit for for that. So I think mm. I think they probably just said, well. Titanfall right, didn't even have a single player campaign, did it? The first one. I don't know if it, if it did. It was very small. Maybe it didn't. Yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. Anyway, that's yeah. cool though. Yeah. I want to play it now. It was fun. I mean, it's still. A, I'm not done with it, but I I must be pretty far through. I mean, I've been playing it for a, a bunch of hours, and it doesn't. You never know these days, though. I, I don't know. I mean, it, traditionally, I would have thought that how far through I'm, I am right now would be just about to the end. It really feels like it, both in terms of story beats and just amount of content. But who the hell knows? I don't know. Do you, the, I, I, you haven't played the multiplayer at all, right? I, not I of Titanfall 2, no. Yeah. yeah. I, I imagine the multiplayer does not have time traveling between two different versions <laughs> of the map. Probably but that not. would be fucking weird, right? It would be really weird. If you're like, yeah. guys, timeline A is getting fucked, and then just everyone has to blink God, into the alternate version. That would be really cool, actually. Amazing. That's, yeah. that's actually, that sounds really... Yeah, yeah, that would be really cool. Because the, the part in the single-player campaign where God. you do that, the enemy NPCs... Are like, what's going on? He was like, he's now he's right over there. Yeah, like, if you like Lord of the Rings Ghost Army, the other half of your team out of yeah. the other timeline. Yeah, anyway. in, the, in the single player <laughs> campaign, it's an unlimited resource, but in multiplayer, you could imagine doing that. Where, where you have a, a cooldown on jumps. Yeah, yeah. where you yeah, have a yeah. cooldown or like it's recharges or a number of yeah, uses I mean, or anything. For all we know, that stuff is in the single player because it's in the multiplayer and we just haven't played it. But, yeah, it's totally possible. Um, Although I feel like we would have heard about that or seen videos, people would have been freaking out. Yeah, that the. The play of the day of three guys blinking in and then in punching and someone like in the face. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, man. I, I, w- I wonder if they tested that and found it was like incomprehensible. <laughs> yeah, maybe. Um, but who knows? I mean, it's a. It seems like you could make like a game jam game or like a IGF scale game with that mechanic. It would be a bad idea, actually. Also, no one would play it because the like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say <laughs> it would be a bad idea to make your indie multiplayer indie game with something that esoteric because you would never get an audience. But, but, uh, yeah. Speaking of which, IGF has started. Are you, are there of you guys judging it this year? No, I didn't get written no. to this yeah. year. Yeah, um, I, I did, but I haven't I haven't dug in yet. Yeah, nope. Yeah. Other people have tried to steal your login, though. That's true. Actually, I've had yeah, I've had multiple occasions in the last week where I've gotten a bunch of password reset emails sent from various gaming services, presumably because people are trying to hack my shit. They heard that you have access early access to all the latest games. <laughs> <laughs> I just want the I the IGF. The IGF, yeah. <laughs> well, uh, Nick, do you want to tell your story? <laughs> <laughs> My life story? Uh-huh. Chris, where should I begin? Well, Jasper's uh, tale. I think your I think your mom had a good starting point. <laughs> what? what? Uh, <laughs> your mom literally kept a diary <laughs> of your life. Oh, that's true. That's true. <laughs> we never, we never really took that as far as we could have. That's also we have, li- we have like actual n- stories, really, real time uh, stories. Neither, neither did Nick. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> well, yeah. Well, anyway, I guess I'll talk about Battlefield now. <laughs> wow, you don't have <laughs> In to. My life. I mean, I can talk about Hitman. No, um, I can talk about Battlefield. Um, Battlefield now is the next Battlefield, by the way. <laughs> Always online. Yeah. So. Um, 
Yeah, I don't know. I just I had more crazy, weird, Far Cry moments, and there was one in particular that I I wanted to sort of recount. Um, uh, so I so I, I all right. So on, on the podcast, I talked about um, uh, the horse uh, riding, which is actually like. A, did I not mention that? I think you talked about it a little bit. You mostly you, talked you about really it. Really good. You brought up that you, it is there. You, but you yeah, haven't. it was. So I think that was in the bubble of your tank escapades. Yeah. So basically, anytime there's a possibility <laughs> of riding a horse in this game, I'm just taking it. Like sure. and it's not always what you want to do because there are levels that are but like, it's always well, what but you it is always it's always what I want to do but there are yeah. levels that are like constrained enough to where it's ridiculous that you're riding this horse around <laughs> right. at full speed because there's just rubbles everywhere and just you know just hard walls like right angle like right. stuff where it's just like you don't like if basically like, because of the momentum of this um, horse is is actually fairly accurate uh, if you for instance like drive your horse straight into a wall. Turning around, the horse dies. Just take, well, yeah, I mean it should, but turning around just takes forever. Like you're just, you know, you're pulling the reins of this horse, and you're just kind of, it's just kind of like slowly turning. Meanwhile, just you know, bombs are falling, and just you know, mm-hmm. there's a guy next to you who's you know just trying to shoot you point blank. Yeah. But because this horse also acts as like a weird shield in a lot of ways, because you there's the horse, the horse takes damage, and you take damage separately, and so this the body of this horse acts as this weird, like, barrier where people have to be really good to, like, shoot you off of this horse. It's strange. Anyway, um, <laughs> so I, I enjoy riding the horse because it's your horse you, sponge. It's the it's the Far Cry 2 Jeep of, of this game uh, where <laughs> it is either really uh, action-packed and, like, a perfect moment of, of just going down a road and, like, doing cool heroic shit or it's just, like, Jeep in the fucking lake. I fucked up. And I had this moment where I was on... Um, this sort of desert map, uh, like an like an African um, uh, setting, uh, I don't know what what it is supposed to be actually, but a- anyway, um, th- essentially there is like a town kind of uh, in the southern part of this map that's that's actually takes up a huge amount of space, and and there's like a, a castle and all this stuff, but then the north end of the map is actually fairly barren and 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 um, y- you know just kind of devoid of of any like. There's, there aren't any flags up there. There's nothing to, like, do up there. It's just space, which is actually a really interesting choice. Like, I think the multiplayer levels in this game, they made they made good choices in that there isn't always something to do in every corner of the map, which leaves you space to, like, if you're in a plane, you can just kind of fly over here for a while and have a, like, little dogfight or just escape from the battle for a while and just kind of, like, mentally, re- you know, recover. But what it leads to is that sometimes you think you're fine. Like, sometimes you're just running through all this empty space and you figure like, well, there's not, I'm not going to run into anybody up here because the battle's over there. I can see the battle. Every, like 63 other people are just like fighting over here and I'm just kind of like doing my thing. Just horse. horse yeah, I'm just around. riding my horse. And so I was just riding my horse and uh, just kind of mindlessly thinking about um, like basically anything other than this video game. And, <laughs> and uh, I see this guy way in the distance and in this game, um, sniper rifles, when they're when you're aiming down the sight, it creates like a sprite of like the the glint off of the scope for every other player. Oh, that's cool! It's really cool. So you can see when somebody has decided like, oh, I'm now going to try to mm-hmm. shoot you from a far away distance, and um, so I see but this you guy. Have to presumably, still be pretty perceptive. Yeah, yeah, you do. It's it's a it's a you know it's white on sometimes a background that is fairly blown out, and mm-hmm. you know so the contrast becomes a thing, but. In any case, um, I saw this guy and I was like, "All right, well, this is a thing. I'm on my horse. 
uh, he's way the hell away. But like, I, I guess this is now just a duel. Like this is now just like a one-on-one <laughs> right, yeah. like stare down contest. Like this is this is a, this is a whole thing. And so, you know, it's just it, like a, a, a way shittier version of a Lawrence of Arabia moment. Basically. Oh, it is. A, it is a Lawrence of Arabia moment. Yeah. So, like, you know, you look like Lawrence of Arabia um, on this horse. And so I, I draw my sword and, you know, I hit the sprint button. And now my horse is like galloping towards this guy and he starts to fire. Wow. And I can hear like the crack of, of, wow. of the, you know, the, the bullets just whizzing by. And it's just like all of a sudden the rest of this like 64 player yeah. match, you know, is just completely somewhere else. And I'm just in this weird moment. And so I'm cha- I'm just going after this guy. And, I, you know, you have to time when, when you when you use the sword, you have to time it really well. It's not because otherwise it would just be, you know, overpowered. Um, and you do this, you know, sort of slash off the side of your horse. And and you also have to make sure that, you know, you line it up properly. Like you can't just, uh, you know, you have to be fairly close to him. It's it's a really precise thing. Um, and so I'm just like, Decapitating okay. someone on uh, a yeah, horse with right, a sword. Yeah, yeah. As, as it would be. Well, yeah. also, also, people can just, you, you can go into like a prone position in this game. And so people can fake you out <laughs> right. where at the last second they drop to the floor yeah. and you try and get down there and you can't do it. And, and it's hilarious. So I'm I'm just galloping towards this guy and I'm like, all right, this is this is gonna be great. Uh, this is a little duel. I'm gonna win this duel and and it's pointless, but it's gonna be great. And so I get up to him and I'm I'm get ready to slash and I slash and I miss. And because the the, the horse has such momentum, I can't turn mm-hmm. fast enough. And I realize in that moment that beyond him is this like cliff <laughs> <laughs> that just I don't I, I just go it just drops <laughs> right. And of course, this horse just like <laughs> jumps, you know, it just does the auto jump. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm falling off the side of this cliff and I look down and there's like a river. And uh-huh. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, this is just the moment where I jump off the horse. Right. And the horse flies down and I leave the horse behind and now I'm in this river. So I jump off the horse in midair. And and I, uh, I actually didn't really know if I killed the guy or not. Like I, right. I just it just kind of like all of this happened all at once. Yeah. And so now I'm falling off the thing. I fall in the river, and the horse just kind of whatever. Just you know, does <laughs> sorry the thing horse, like a horse, horse anymore. It's just it does the thing where you know it's just standing in water that's too deep, but it, it's not gonna like they're not gonna do like a, a horse drowning animation. So it's just kind of like <laughs> oh, standing there with water up to its ears. And I can't click on it anymore, and it's just kind of looking at me like you idiot. You know, it's just it's now just the Far Cry Jeep, just fucking stuck. And now I'm swimming. Ima- and imagine so these these <laughs> multiplayer games get more detailed by the year with like more and more extraneous third person animation for stuff that isn't yeah. clear quite. Give them another few iterations of this, and that horse will be drowned, flailing oh, yeah. around and drowned. Oh, oh or yeah. that horse will land, and there will be horse like majestic horse swimming yeah, animations. That's also true. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It'll be like you a f- can make it horse. <laughs> yeah, it'll be full like weird horse diving. Yeah. Uh, so so I'm I'm in this uh, in this like river or lake or whatever, and up, up on the top of the cliff, I can hear this guy. Is he uh, shooting at you? Walking? Still? No, but I oh. can hear him walking. Like the sound design in this game is such that you just start to imagine things that are happening that you can hear them, and it's always accurate. Like, you can hear, like, cinematically, you can hear him just sort of, like, trying to figure out what happened to me. <laughs> He's, like, creeping up to the ledge, yeah. you know, and you can hear the rustling of the rocks. And so now, like, they're, they're, the cliff has, like, an overhang, and so I sort of swim oh, man, underneath under this overhang, wow. and I'm trying to hide from this guy because when you're on a horse, your, your rifle 
is just this shitty rifle. Like when after you leave the horse, you're just a shitty guy. Like you're not like a <laughs> you're not horse, a cool like, guy. Absorbs your good guns. Yeah, basically, um, you don't get the sword anymore because you're not on the horse. Uh, it's just as it's, you watch your horse like slowly sinking. He's got your rocket launcher <laughs> and your machine gun and everything. It's just staring at you, yeah. giving you the side eye. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so I'm hiding under this cliff. Just you deserve this. Yeah. <laughs> I'm hiding in this cliff and I realize like this guy's just going to play the long game. Like I I can't do any I'm what am I going to do? Just sit here for the rest of the game? Like I can't He's obviously just waiting up there. He's not going to come down here because he right. knows he's going to get shot. So I start to sort of peek out and then I just yeah, I he starts to just shoot into the lake mm-hmm. and he can't get an angle on me. So now it's this weird thing where I pull out my stupid pistol and I'm shooting at him and now it's just like a weird like Leslie Nielsen moment where like <laughs> we're not that far away but we're just taking shots at each other and that went on for like two minutes. Like a good two minutes where we're just not going to give up on this like <laughs> right. stupid duel yeah, 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 of course. that we've like invented for ourselves. And so finally I run out of bullets and I'm like, oh my God, what the hell am I going to do? Like, I can't, this is now just like a blood feud. Like I can't leave this, I I Mm -hmm. have to kill this guy. I can't lose this stupid thing. And so I, only thing I have left is this grenade. (laughs) And so I start to wade out to the middle of this lake and he's sort of like falling back behind a rock to reload or something. And I grab this grenade and I throw it and it hits kind of, the very, very top polygon of the edge of this thing. And there was probably like a fucking like coin flip as to where the <laughs> physics of this thing was yeah. going to direct this grenade. Of course, it comes back down, <laughs> straight back down on like, and it didn't, it, it rolled, it literally rolled down the hill. I mean, it, it, it rolled down that cliff. It hit like three or four different rocks and then bounced right back on my head. And the reason I wanted to tell this story is this, the last beat of this thing, which is that, the sound design in this game is so good that when the grenade dropped into the water next to me, my guy went, ah, ah, ah! <laughs> <laughs> and then it exploded and I died. It's just like to go through 10 minutes of this fucking stupid thing where like, and then for the last moment, this guy, my first person guy to just be like, oh no, ah, ah, ah! <laughs> it explodes and I die. I was just so like <laughs> impressed with the game, but also like just completely just destroyed wrecked, yeah. by this moment. <laughs> oh. And uh, I almost just I, I I couldn't even believe. It. I started typing afterwards, like, dude, that was crazy! Like, what a crazy yeah. thing! And he, of course, didn't respond because nobody types anymore. <laughs> but oh man, I just that 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 just fucking killed me. That like every every moment of that whole exchange was just so. Like it was, it was, it was basically like the the thing that you would want to do, like as a designer, to reinforce just like stupid player agency shit. Right. You know, like they just nailed every step of that, but in a way that I just completely didn't expect. It was really good. Anyway, <laughs> fuck. Well, on that, <laughs> yeah, I think we should take a break. All right. I thought when you were talking about satisfying sound design, you were going to describe like the sploosh that Me the too. grenade <laughs> made when it hit the water, but instead coming, yeah. the guy is going. <laughs> <laughs> Very good. That's extremely good. This episode of Idle Thumbs is brought to you by Harry's. Harry's manufactures high-quality razors and other shaving equipment and sends them directly to your home or office. I mean, any any address you want, really. Uh, Harry's stuff is pretty great. I've been using it for a while. They have the razor handle, the blades, the like option of shave cream or gel. And I just saw today. I have not had a chance to try this yet, but I'm very excited to see that their blades apparently now come with, on the flip side of the blade, a precision trimmer, 
for like sideburns and beard edging and stuff like that, um, which their blades have not had in the past. Uh, and I wish I had gotten a chance to to try this out um, before doing this ad because I that's the thing I've been hoping for for a while. Man, when I when I see you next for our next Harry's ad, you will have the like the crispest sideburns yeah, of yeah. anyone. Sometimes I shave off my beard like every once every month or two. I'll just go full shaven. Um, but even when I but even my normal shave is just I shave my neck area so I have a, a cleaner beard and like it is nice to have a trimmer to just get you know a nice a nice crisp line. So I am excited about that. Uh, if you go to harrys.com slash thumbs uh, and use the offer code thumbs at checkout, you can get a free trial set and post-shave balm. That is the whole trial set for free. Uh, so that has um, the like the blade, the, the cream, the razor handle, or multiple blades, I mean. So it's got everything you need for the whole whole shaving experience. Um, so harrys.com slash thumbs and the offer code thumbs and you will get that kit with the post-shave balm added on as part of your trial. Do that. Get, yeah, that's yeah. Free shaving stuff, all that stuff. That is H-A-R-R-Y-S dot com yes. slash thumbs. Exactly. It is exactly that. Uh, so there you go. It's everything you need uh, for your shave. harrys.com slash thumbs with the offer code thumbs. Thank you so nice. Video Thank you so nice. <laughs> Mario's got a clean shave. That's a precise mustache. He, you <laughs> know. Yeah. And when he shaves, he says, threat neutralized. <laughs> <laughs> he just sort of murmurs that to himself as he's shaving. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> for every little patch. Yeah, for, right, yeah, for every uh, <laughs> sort of... Uh, threat neutralized. Threat neutralized. <laughs> <laughs> that is... He says so it's nice th- at the end. He thank you so nice, I think. It does actually sound like thank you so nice. Oh, my God. Yeah, I think it's thank you so nice. No, it's not thank what? you. There's no. more syllables in there. You think? <laughs> it's so- threat neutralized. <laughs> I, can, I can hear it now. Maybe it is thank you so nice. It's so nice, just with a weird... Yeah. <laughs> what he might be, say, he might be saying it's uh, so nice. Uh, I it's, think it's so like, nice. No, I think it's in the back of the throat. I think it's... You're so nice. No way. No, it's, it's oh, a, it's what? A, so, he, he says so it's. Nice. He says it's a me, Mario. So nice. Do it again. <laughs> Do it again. Pizza tonight. I think that's thank you so nice. No way. No, I'm, I will not. go to my grave saying that's thank you so nice. That is. That's thank you so nice. It's not what he intended to say, though. <laughs> you think mid-sentence he just kind of... God, that is terrible. Yeah. Woohoo, bacon tonight, someone also offers. Oh, that might... Think... <laughs> That's wrong. Woohoo, bacon tonight? It's something tonight? so nice. There's definitely something so oh, nice. I think we can all agree on the so nice. Mario wants to tell you something. He's saying threat so nice. <laughs> <laughs> Pizza so nice. God, I threat neutralized. That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> I love the idea that someone, even someone playing a Nintendo game, is like so infused with the language of like violent video games, just like games yeah. about yeah. neutralizing a fucking threat. That yep. it's like, oh well, that's a phrase that is foremost in my mind. I'm a gamer after all. 
That's a thing that any human would actually right. say ever, clearly. Right. So Mario might be. That person's confused because that's actually Waluigi's catchphrase when he, when he completes <laughs> a level. A threat, a threat neutralized. neutralized. <laughs> <laughs> a pizza tonight. <laughs> <laughs> a thank you so nice. <laughs> There's a strange sort of yeah. melancholy harpsichord plays in the background. He's <laughs> yeah. very sarcastic when he's saying, yeah. thank you so nice. <laughs> or thank pizza tonight. So nice. <laughs> thank you so, so nice. nice. <laughs> I've got to win. Waluigi's <laughs> <laughs> uh. <laughs> classic catchphrase, uh. <laughs> I guess it's more, <laughs> yeah. but, you know. Yeah. So nice. Did you guys see the? Did you guys see the weird tweet from Lin Manuel Miranda, the creator of Hamilton, <laughs> yeah, re- replying to someone whose tweet was deleted? So replying to a deleted tweet, so no one knows what he was replying uh, to. What? Wait, hold on. Let me. Let he me, said, "Thank you, so nice." Let me, <laughs> he said, "No, no, here." Let me pizza just find tonight. Said pizza me, tonight, and no one knows what he when was responding to. Miranda replied to a deleted tweet with "threat neutralized." <laughs> <laughs> Everyone was very confused. <laughs> No, it was not that. Well, it was, it was equally good. Has a tweet that was a couple days ago at 5 a.m. Um, that reads in its entirety, "Always Waluigi." <laughs> what? And then a link to a tweet that no longer exists. <laughs> and that's the entirety of the tweet. And every reply to it is just like, uh, "What?" Uh, <laughs> so Jesus. Yeah. Huh. <laughs> He neutralized the threat clearly because yeah. that that tweet yeah. is gone now. Yeah. <laughs> He's not wrong though. No. no. He also capitalized the L. Yeah. Mixed case oh, wow. of the controversial spelling controversial? of Waluigi. I would say. Well, I don't think that's canon. Really? Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't. I've never seen it. I wouldn't put it past that to somehow be a capital capitalization of Waluigi in Japan. Aren't we supposed to be doing ads or something? Video this episode of Idle Thumbs is also brought to you by NatureBox. NatureBox makes a an astounding, dizzying array of various treats, snacks, food items for you to eat, and they will mail them in a box according to your preferences, right to your home or office. Uh, if you or go- anywhere or yeah, exactly anywhere else. If you go to naturebox.com/thumbs for fifty percent off your first order of delicious snacks. I mean, you got to make sure to go to naturebox.com slash thumbs for your order, but you can also go to naturebox.com slash browse to just, if you if you don't believe me when I say how ridiculous a range of stuff they have, you can go to naturebox.com slash browse and look at it yourself um, because it's crazy, and they, they seem to be adding stuff all the time. They now have stuff like lemon tea biscuits, mm. which look really good. I would eat those immediately. Jake, you might be pleased to know about the dark cocoa nom noms. Um, I know as a professed nom nom aficionado. Uh, as a nommer. As a nommer, <laughs> as you call yourselves. Baked blue corn chips, those nice tortilla chips. Honey Dijon little pretzel bites. Santa Fe corn sticks. Sourdough cheddar little bites. Zesty nacho curls. I don't even know what that means. But I'll eat some of them. That's for sure. Um, it's still got old favorites like the uh, Big Island pineapple slices, which are essentially inhaled the moment they arrive in our office. Um, I love those more than most foods I have. <laughs> I can remember consuming. 
Um, and they have just a bunch of other stuff now, little sort of soups and kind of little meal packs and stuff. It's it's getting uh, pretty impressive. Uh, as soups? Yeah, yeah. So they, their slogan surely is soup to nuts now. Oh, man. Oh, nice. my God. Nice. Um, so, yeah, they will uh, – if you don't like a snack, they'll replace it for free. Um, you get free shipping in the United States. Um, you can pause your membership if you're, like, going on vacation or whatever. It's really easy to do. Um, it's just a it's just a very straightforward, easy to use service. Um, so that is naturebox.com slash thumbs uh, for fifty percent off your first order of your just crazy snack box full of whatever you want. I recommend the big apple or big island pineapple slices. Can't go wrong. I think they're delicious. You also recommend visiting the big apple. Yeah, and while you're there you can pause your membership and you can come back. You can go watch have, uh, <coughs> the the uh, hit Broadway musical Hamilton, which apparently features Waluigi content. <laughs> true, <laughs> true. Uh, and then when you get back, you will have your delicious snacks waiting for you. That is naturebox.com slash thumbs for 50% off. Video games. I don't know if this is going to make it on the podcast. Maybe it won't. Do you guys find that it is tougher to know what to do with yourself now than you used to? Because I, uh, have you mean now that on I'm what time scale mean, are you operating? Yeah, do you here? mean like the you fact that I'm 31 th- years old and like you know? Yes, well, I just sorry, don't really. Do you mean like sorry, like the last couple sorry. weeks, or like as as okay. an old adult. I mean, yeah, I don't know. Actually, I don't know what I mean. Maybe you can help me figure it out. Okay, I have found. Okay, so it's probably not not a big surprise to longtime listeners of this podcast that I am kind of bummed about what's been going on in this country politically recently, and I don't want to talk about that at depth because that's you know part of the point of this podcast is just to like obviously be a fun thing to the extent that it is. But the specifics of that aside, like in trying, (laughs) I've been very just like restless the last couple days and I've been trying to like, just like, oh, what am I just going to do to occupy myself and my brain? And I found that I don't really know how to do that anymore because I realized that like now my default uh, activity failing like some other specific thing I'm doing is just to kind of sit around and like, be on my phone just like ambiguously just like on my phone like i'll just be like checking twitter or facebook or my email or like you know you're pulling to refresh basically yeah or like (laughs) following links from those places but then ending up back at those places and like in a in a in a moment where like you don't necessarily feel like being just confronted with like this sort of um uh monolithic like everyone talking about literally the same thing. Uh, I realized like, I don't really know what, I don't know what to do when I'm just like sitting around, which is kind of sad. I don't suspect everyone has this problem, but I realized like, wow, there was like a point in not too recent, uh, not too distant past when this activity simply didn't exist. Like that literally, there was just no version of it um, because this, Devices and devices like it didn't exist. The services that I'm using to sort of like interact with the internet didn't exist. Um, I don't even mean going back to before the web was a thing. I just mean like this mode of engaging with it and with engaging with the world just didn't exist on this sort of micro scale. And it's kind of weird. Like I don't really remember what I what I just did when I was, I was sitting around. I just was on my computer more. I guess I was just on my <laughs> computer more, yeah. Yeah, I mean, pre, yeah. pre-phone, I was, I mean, I and I suspect you, Chris, I don't know what your habits were, Nick, but I was like on four web forums and yeah. two and yep. two IRC networks. Yep. Uh, yeah. Shack oh, News Chatty. 
right yeah was the was the was the it was the twitter of the past yeah yeah i was also i think even include like even with that stuff aside i think that i was better at occupying myself with other activities me too when i was younger uh and I and I don't know if this is entirely to blame, but I think part of it is that my job is now doing the thing that I used to yeah. do to pass my time. I used to make websites yeah. and make video game content just idly to myself, even if I never released it to anyone. That was just like the busy work that I would do with my hands and my mm. brain mm-hmm. um, when I either had idle cycles or was avoiding something or just like felt the impetus to act. Yeah. Um, so in that regard, yesterday I was actually really glad that I was in the office because I was able to just pick whatever I wanted to do uh, and just do something that was just channeling f- um, mental and physical activity into something. But mm-hmm. like when I'm at home, I I uh, right. Uh, I don't want to work. Yeah. No, um, I just feel stir crazy, like super stir crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I think that is the reason why I have managed to successfully throw myself into Owlboy to the to the degree oh, that yeah. I have. You never talk more about Owlboy. I'm not playing. done with it. I had planned right. on beating it, but instead, um, I watched uh, an election unfold until the wee hours of the morning, and then was a husk all of yesterday night. So, right, um, right, right. I mean, I don't know if this is gonna is that an appropriate segue into Owlboy. I don't know. I don't um, know. Yeah, I don't, but, uh, I don't know. What's an appropriate what's, pro- what's appropriate anymore? period? I mean, I don't anymore. know if I, I don't know. Nobody if I just, knows what appropriate I, I didn't means. I didn't mean to like pre-eject from your conversation. No, 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 that's okay. Um, I mean, yeah, no, I don't know. I had the same experience. Like it's yeah. And then I last night I just played a bunch of Titanfall 2, I guess. <laughs> yep. And then watched Twilight with Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah, it was weird. Did Why you watch not? like the first one or the later it one the where like werewolves are doing all sorts of stuff and people no, fuck a bed in half was, and all that? It was the first. It was the first one. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, for no particular reason. Um, Good. Yeah, it was. It wasn't as like, honestly. I mean, I didn't. I can't really say I sort of enjoyed it necessarily, but like, and I mean, we, it wasn't like it's not like a movie she likes or anything. We just sort of. We're like, this is a ridiculous way to pass the time. Yep. Um, but it wasn't as, I mean, it wasn't as like, it wasn't offensively bad or anything. It was just sort of like a goofy teen movie with a, with sort of a preposterous premise. But like, I think the later there's ones. There's a lot of the, movies like that. My impression is that the later, the later films. It, that's I what come, I've heard. Uh, it, I think yeah, it yeah, gets yeah. fucking that, weird. That, that's what I've heard. Yeah. We also didn't, we also stopped like two thirds of the way through. We just kind of were like, well, what's the point of still watching this? But yeah. uh, so I, I, apparently- You don't know like, how it ends? Apparently there's like a huge battle scene or something that happened so that we didn't, sure. we didn't mm-hmm. get to that. But, uh, yeah. So that, that might've that might have changed my, but there was like a <laughs> hilarious part where like they, like vampires play baseball and it's shot like a, with like a sort of jock jam, like, yeah, good. like crazy Dutch angles as like yeah. super powered people throw baseballs and hit- hit the ball like a mile every time and then run at super speed to catch it. <laughs> it's like, what the fuck? Meanwhile, I'm like playing a video game where I'm like jumping on walls and fucking running around. So I don't even know what the difference is. Um, it's the same. It's all the same, I guess, really. Uh, but uh, that's what I did last night. <laughs> <laughs> Titanfall and uh, and Twilight, which I only just realized have more in common than one might have one might have mm-hmm. imagined. Because again, like again, the the after after the most extreme running jumpy part in the whole game, which is basically there's basically just like a portal level, and when, and when you get to the end of it, 
all your buddies were like, wow, that was amazing. I've never seen anyone do that. Like it was literally just direct wish fulfillment power fantasy in just the most bald faced way of people just saying to you, like, you're amazing, you're incredible. And I'm like, this kind of is just what Twilight is, but just for a different audience. But it's just people imagining they were like just an incredible person who had all their wishes fulfilled because your guy in Titanfall quite literally is like, I think pilots are amazing. Like, wow, I'll, I wish I were that amazing someday. And then of course, like really early on your mentor dies and like, like passes you the torch in the form of a big robot. In the form of he's all, yeah, the, the life's work that it takes to become one of these master pilots actually just requires another guy to die and say, transfer authorization code. Right. And to player character. Yeah. And you're instantly (laughs) incredible at it. Like you're amazing. And people talk about how amazing you are. And like, even compared to other pilots, you're amazing. I know. I was, I was, I was bummed out and slightly baffled by the fact that one of the pilots' amazing skills is a double jump, and the way that you, I guess, quote unquote, train for this is literally like a cloud computing process inside of your HUD crunches on it for a while, then eventually says double jump online, right. and then you can just double jump. Yeah. So really. Uh, the pilots just have like faster down or upstream, uh, upstream downstream bandwidth in their helmets than everyone else does. I guess they just unlock double jump uh, faster. Yeah, but then you know. Yeah, so I guess in retrospect, I'm actually glad I watched Twilight because now I'm realizing like, I mean, not that I ever had any positive or negative opinions about it in the first place. I just never really thought about it. But it's it makes sense to you now. <laughs> yeah, well, it totally <laughs> does. I mean, it does like in a way yeah. that I just never thought about one way or the other. Um, yeah, I mean that. This is a, this is a, a, a conflict I've had about video games for a long time. Also, as people who listen to this podcast probably know, like I do yeah. find the just overt power fantasy to be kind of distasteful, and I like I don't really like the feeling of of fake computer people in a video game talking about how amazing I am. Like I think it's kind of just fundamentally dishonest and like pandering. Hopefully, so, the end of Titanfall Two is like a crowd of people that just swarm you. And beat you down and take away your mech, and then they say threat neutralized, and that's <laughs> neutralized. the that's the end of yeah. of uh, the program. Yeah. Like they realized, yeah, this is too much. Yeah, no, no one person should, should have this should, much should, power. Should, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, anyway, I don't know. I don't know what, the, what that interlude was, but no. Owl Boy, Jake, I love Owl Boy. Yeah, I actually, I've, I've, I, I had probably a more, I was. Already more into Owlboy, I think, when you and I have talked about the impressions from the first like couple hours of that game. But uh, right. unsurprisingly, uh, and fortunately, the farther into that game that I've gotten, the more uh, the dialogue has fallen away, and the more the that's no surprise. The, like nonlinear exploration of the world has scaled up, and the more um, it's sort of asserted itself as. What if there was a Nintendo, um, a Metroidvania style game that that borrowed a lot of its combat mechanics from twin stick or like bullet hell shooters? Um, and I didn't. I I I'm sure there are other games uh, of that style, but like I don't know. I don't even know what to say about it other than I'm just I'm I'm uh, I'm liking a lot of Owl Boy. <laughs> I don't even know what to what do to. Do you feel it. like you're pretty deep into it at this point? I do. I I I think that I'm probably a sitting or two away from completing the game actually geez maybe i'm not um we talked uh did we had we both unlocked two characters uh, oh yeah uh-huh. last time we played yeah, okay yeah. the game gets um i still actually don't have a third character so i but i know that there is one um 
the, there's characters we talked about this a week ago or two weeks ago that you can you play as an owl uh, boy hey who f- flies around and you can carry NPCs you have a couple NPCs in your party that you can carry uh, with you who have weapons and you can use the scroll wheel at least on, on a Windows PC to switch between which one of them you're carrying because you also have a teleporter that lets you teleport these NPCs to you um the thing that they got way better at in the later game that I was hoping they would get better at is uh, chunks of levels and enemy types and just full encounters with big groups of enemies where w- the the strategy and sort of the fun comes from having to switch up which character you have on you all the time. Like there's just there's enemies that are wearing a big metal mask on their face and the only way to combat them is to throw the NPC that you're holding away so you're unequipped and just use your wing spin move, which is your sort of just melee attack when you're not holding anyone, to knock the mask off of them, and then you have to re-equip a character and shoot. Um, Just the sort of the juggling back and forth between all of those things has some of the same feeling of of sort of movement mechanic switching fluency that you get in uh, Hyperlight Drifter that I really liked, except that it's still a lot more, like lighthearted and approachable in its complexity in Owlboy. Like the you get that feeling of I'm adept and I'm using all of the mechanics in rapid succession. Right, but right. you're not feeling like you're just like being boot stomped into the dirt until yeah, you want to no, die. That, that's what you want. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I was hoping that game would sort of yeah. really just ease its way into. It has yeah. boss encounters and much and like a lot of bosses, I'm I'm kind of bummed whenever I get to a yeah. boss. Uh but whatever. Um, just the variety and scope of the game is also just a lot bigger than I thought it was from from yeah. the early part. That's good. I'm glad to hear that. Uh, yeah. Once you get deep into weird, creepy caves that go on forever and are just gigantic Metroids, it gets it gets uh, really fun. As opposed to three screen wide caves that have cutscenes uh, at the end of them over and over and over again, which was the first like two hours of the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I'm definitely gonna beat it, and I'm really happy with it. I'm really glad that it is it, that it is out. Um, also, for a game like this, I found its PC controls to be really good. Actually, like, I do too. Hmm. Yeah, there, it, it, the the basic mechanic of sort of at least when you have the that guy you carry around the pea shooter guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, that it's it just ends up being sort of point and shoot in a way that's just totally natural. Yeah, it, it's the. Um, yeah, use Waz to move your character around and you can fly, so you're just doing that. And then the mouse cursor is the um, trajectory of your bullets. The first time I ever played that was Abuse, that 2D shooter that was published by Bungie oh, in like the late 90s. I think oh, that wow. was the first one of those. But yeah, that, I mean, deep pull. Yeah, and not a lot of games have really done that. They, it actually There's feels some. like it's, it's been in in indie games more in the last couple of years yeah. than it was yeah. for a while. There are also some games that, that do that that are just – that are doing it simply because they're ported from twin stick games and those rarely yeah. feel as good. I mean, did try and have that, have this style of input for uh-huh. some of its characters. Okay. Yeah. Because yeah. you had the, uh, you had the, um, like physics wizard the rogue with yeah, <laughs> the, the wizard who could sort of, who could carry, who could, uh, sort of telekinesis stuff around. And then you had the rogue or archer, whatever she was, uh, who the thief, I think who had the, um, sort of ninja rope, wormsy ninja rope and a bow and arrow. Yep. So yeah, man, trying. 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 Cool. Well, I'm glad to hear Owlboy is the thing that I figured it probably would be, but yeah. wasn't really sure. I'm not sure how much more of the game is left, and I'm now actually at a place where I'm not sure how much more of the game I want sure. to be left. Yeah. You know, where like now that it's finally gotten into a place where it's 
way mechanics first uh, and not as much about the cutscene stuff. I'm enjoying it a lot. Yeah. And I'm both worried that it's going to end soon now that it finally achieved that, but also simultaneously worried that there's going to be like four more hours or right. five more hours right. of just, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, so we'll see. I'm, yeah. I, at this point, I'm definitely going to finish that game though. So Okay, cool. Yeah. yeah. I'll probably finish Titanfall also. I just, I just, my last session ended with me just going through this huge grinder of just fighting dozens of enemy mechs and it was yeah, I, I, the least fun I've I, had in the game I so far. I crashed my owlboy body against the rocks of a boss for like mm. an hour uh, the last time I was playing and then, not probably not an hour, but about 40 minutes and then put it down and yeah. that's, and I said, I'll, tomorrow night I will beat this fucking boss that's and then the probably the rest, probably the rest of the game. Back and then yeah, well, yeah. In, instead I sat there watching a YouTube stream of NBC News. That's fine. Mm. And then never never play and my owl boy just <laughs> sat alone yeah. unloved. Um I also I think over the yeah, over the weekend I I played and streamed the first or not the first, the last, in fact, uh the last full level of the I guess first season of, of the new Hitman game, uh which was which is set in Japan. Um so Did they, you recognize landmarks? I didn't from because, your travels. No, because the the game is set in, uh, or the the episode is set in Hokkaido, which is farther north than we like. We didn't go to any of the sort of snowy, mountainous northern cities, which mm. uh, we'd totally love to if we ever go back. But uh, this game was so it was set in Inception. <laughs> <laughs> I not 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 really, unfortunately, but. Um, uh, but it was a, it was a really cool level. I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot more than the uh, than the previous level, which. I ended up, I, I realized when this came out, I hadn't actually yet completed the previous level, which was mm. the sort of like farmhouse militia. Colorado thing. Colorado yeah. thing, yeah. And so I went back into it and completed it, which took me a long ass time, and then got into the final room at which I realized there were no interactable objects. And apparently, if you have a save game that was already in the level at the time the Japan J- the Japan level was released. Your game is bugged, oh, and you man. can't actually click the thing that like ends the level. <laughs> you walk into that room and then echoey over the PA you hear threat neutralized, <laughs> and then uh, yeah. you're trapped in that room forever. Well, you're in a room and your your mission is your goal is like look around forty seven find the, find something, and so you're you're oh, like no, walking around nothing. and there's literally nothing, oh, and I'm god. like oh my god, is it like under the desk? Do I have to find like is it a hunt the pixel or I have to. You know, because you're in your sort of Batman detective, you can go into your Batman detective mode where interactable objects are right. highlighted and nothing is highlighted. And it's just like a 10 by 10 square foot Welcome room. to my devious room escape game, yeah. Agent 47. It's the, yeah, it really, it's... All like, you have to do to escape is click a da 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 What? What What was he saying? What? 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 <laughs> I don't understand. How do I get out of here? What? Uh, click I, think said, <laughs> I think he said click the pizza. Click the There's pizza. no pizza in this room. <laughs> Well, I guess it's pizza tonight. <laughs> we click the perimeter. How do you click an entire perimeter? Let me hear, let me hear that again. <laughs> click the perimeter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Game facts. <laughs> what is it saying at the end of the Hitman what, level? What is, I think what he's is saying. It saying at the end. <laughs> Hitman will load up Game Facts and look. I think he's saying stick to the perimeter. <laughs> like you have to like hug the wall. <laughs> like I, I walked around it twenty times. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> yeah, so I was essentially going through that myself. I probably spent 20 minutes in there. But, and then I, oh, and then I, I, so the first time I went into the room, I, I, I just sort of barged in in like full combat um, 
like mode. You know how when you when someone spots you for real, they're like, "Holy shit, this guy's like an imposter!" And then more people and more people start to mm-hmm. like be aware of this, and then they just straight up open fire. I I was like, as that happened, I'd basically just broken into the room before that room, and so I was like, "Well, fuck this!" Like I I'm pretty sure this is what's going to end the level. So I just I used the sort of thing you have to this like man's face, which you have to use on a bio scanner to get into a room. So I did that. And while I was in the last room, I was like, well, I can't interact with anything, but I bet that's because I'm till, still technically in, like, combat mode. Mm. So if I wait long enough, eventually people will be like, well, we lost him and go back to their patrol mm-hmm. route. So I was already in there for, like, five minutes waiting for that to happen. And it finally did happen. And and eventually I got the game was back to normal, but there was still nothing interactable. So I was like, well, it must have bugged it out because I was... Like, I must have just ruined I must have just, like, ruined it by being in combat mood when I went in here. And so I reloaded an earlier save, nope. replayed that entire fucking last part, being really careful that no one would ever see me. Still nothing. I eventually finally looked it up, and, yeah, it's just this shitty bug. So I gave up, and I had to just skip the level, and the game was just, like, resolute and being like, you should really have completed the previous level yeah. before you go on to this I one. I fucking did. Yeah. <laughs> so, anyway... The Hokkaido level is really good. You, it's it takes place in what seems to be a weird sort of incredibly posh private hospital that is it's it's like a spa crossed with a hospital. Um, so it's you you are you start as sort of ostensibly a patient who's been checked in to this hospital, which means you have a lot of leeway to just walk around as like essentially a guest in this There's spa. a Blood Money episode like this as well where you can dress up as like a doctor or a patient or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you can do that in this level as well, but you start off, you straight up yeah. start off just in a hospital bed. Uh, oh, you described this scenario to me and its architecture er, uh, off mic yeah. earlier, which is why I called it an inception because it totally sounds like, oh, a, it sounds like a oh, set oh, from oh, that oh, film. Oh, okay, yeah. So to, to clarify, I, I've talked in previous episodes of this podcast about Hitman and how much I love the how many of the levels in Hitman unlike most games like this is fairly rare uh, there are a lot of Hitman levels are just fully realized large scale interior architecture that have to represent an actual building realistically because given the way these games play like you just have to be able to Walk around. If you're disguised, you have to be able to just walk around at your will in a space that is convincing, interconnected in the way that real interior spaces are, realistically proportioned, because it's not designed, you know, like in something like Titanfall 2, which I was just playing, the, the interior spaces are just, bon- they just, they don't make any sense, obviously, and they don't have to. They're just crazy corridors arranged for the purposes of your mechanics. Of like trick and jumps, like, yeah. Yeah, if you were just walking around those buildings, they would make no sense as actual real buildings. But in Hitman, they all really... It, like the level designers just straight up cr- like are acting as architects and just making a space that is a space humans would actually be able to operate in normally. Um, and you spend a lot of your time doing that yourself because you're trying to get from one place to another undetected. Uh, you're not just going through and sort of killing everyone usually because that's not actually an effective way to play those games. And this level was really cool. There's a lot of uh, gl- like a, a lot of the hallways are just pure glass. So you can see into other corridors, like across a little gap in the mountain. Um, it's like a three-story area with sort of 
uh, ramp-like hallways that go between the different areas. And since a lot of them are glass, you can sort of get cool sight lines between different areas, and which tantalizes you. And it's like, oh, I see where I'm trying to go because I can see through like four hallways worth of glass. Um, but that area is like a private. It's a pri- it's a diff- totally different private wing. So I bet I have to dress up as someone else to be able to get access to there. And the main area is already pretty pretty impressive in that regard. And then there's just this entirely separate sort of sterile, secure surgical wing. Um, and you know, and there are two different targets, one of whom is in each of these different wings, the sort of spa style wing and the actual hospital style wing. Uh, and it was just really, really cool. And it's it's a hugely intricate, really fully built out level um, with a lot, a lot of different ways to uh, to complete your objectives. And um, I just thought it was great. I thought it was nice. really, really, really good. I would highly recommend it. I think this season of Hitman has been amazing. I mean, I think the average quality of these levels is is on par with any Hitman game to date, including Blood Money. Um, yeah. There, there are so few. I mean, I wouldn't even really say there are any just full on duds. I would say the Colorado level was my least favorite, but I know some people really liked that one a lot, mm. um, and I can I can understand why. Um, yeah, I think it's been I think it's been great, and I'm really glad that there's going to be another season, which they announced recently. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. I hope it's I hope it is done basically pretty well for them. I hope it's done fine. I've I kind like of if heard they greenlit that point, second like, season that they they must have. Yeah, that's what I least. thought. I'd heard at one point that maybe it wasn't doing as well as they hoped, but like who knows, right? It seems like I mean maybe this is not surprising, but maybe it is. It seems like the the at least the press reception and conversation around that game escalated in uh, in sort of praise for that series the longer it yeah. kept at it. And, and when it, when it became clear that it was going to end up being a big meaty uh, thing, I I have no idea what it. It's very hard to know in modern Steam how anything actually is doing relative to anything yeah. else. Yeah, because just the the people who are dissatisfied with one very specific like weird wedge issue are so loud yeah. that it ends up dominating the conversation, even if it's a spike uh, rising up from a sea of otherwise positive things that whose aggregate volume is louder than the spike, the fact that the spike is very tall and pushing itself right Welcome into your to face. the world now. Yeah, I know, I know. But uh, it's, it's very hard to know. I mean, you have Steam Spy and whatever else, but like it's... It's very hard to to discern well, how that's for an episodic thing. Yes, as well. exactly. I mean, that adds a, a layer of yeah. complexity to this. That yeah, yeah. Really well, clearly hard the business out. model there is like one would hope that the the sort of full skew is just kind of chugging along mm-hmm. and still making money. But like obviously, those sales would be more distributed than a yeah. game where you try and essentially make back all your money on day one. Yeah, it's weird. And hopefully, also modern streaming and let's play culture means that game is just sort of exposed to people on a more constant basis. That's true. I actually had not thought about Hitman in terms of in terms of streaming because I'm an idiot, I guess, because like there is the audience on in like the Steam forums who are freaking upset all the time that yeah. that game wasn't giving them a complete Hitman yeah. game from day 1. But people who don't engage in that community and get game stuff through video content there's just new Hitman stuff to watch your your yeah. like the streamers that you like play 
every couple months they have a new mm-hmm. like I mean that game I guess I to- I'm an idiot I had not thought about the fact that that game w- was in many ways built for that with yeah. the with the we uh, there's a weekly targets and stuff like that just like, yeah you know, and like the escalation missions yeah there's just yeah, there's there's they're really good if for you're if you're a streamer content. who streams Hitman you could f- fill up a good you know if Hitman c- is good food for you as a like streaming content creator mm-hmm. person yeah and I I streamed. I, I had a lot of fun streaming. So this was the first time I'd streamed a level that was where it was my first contact with that level. Mm-hmm. Like I streamed my very my very first playthrough of of that of Japan, and I was kind of worried that it would be sort of dead content because in Hitman level, especially the way I play, I spent so much time sort of scoping it out and right. figuring. And it kind of I think it probably was a slow start to the stream, but like you know pretty quickly it gets. And because I was on a stream, I was maybe I was probably being a little bit more. Um, daring than I right. than I would be in my normal sort of just like super conservative play style in those games, um, and it ended up being a super fun stream. I think I had a lot of fun, and uh, Hitman games are they're they're good for sort of chat interaction because just ridiculous things happen. Like you try something and it has like an absurd outcome, and it's just fun to you know be communicating with with people watching along with you while that's happening. Like, it's just outrageous and good. Um, so I'm glad I streamed it. And I, I'll get that up on the YouTube channel uh, for people to watch. Also, speaking of Twitch, um, we mentioned this last week. Uh, uh, you can now toss us a free Twitch subscription if you have Amazon Prime. Uh, Amazon Prime, you can now link it to your Twitch account for something called Twitch Prime because Twitch is now owned by Amazon. Uh, and what what that does is it, it gives you a bunch of benefits, but one of the benefits is that you have a free Twitch subscription that you can allocate at will to any channel uh, once, once a month. Once a month, and you have to manually do it; it doesn't auto renew. Um, but if you want to toss us your, if you have Amazon Prime, you just want to toss us a, a subscription that you don't already have pledged to another channel. That's super cool, and we're actually uh, as a result of people doing that. After we mentioned it last week, we're super close we are like on the verge of getting enough subscriptions to unlock two more um chat emotes chat emotes yeah yeah so uh we're we're pretty close we're pretty close and we have to uh, get those (laughs) sorted out um but yeah a bunch of people did that while i was streaming and it was really cool to see and it's like well if you already pay for amazon prime it's not costing you anything um which is which is pretty cool because i know we don't we don't stream as much as we uh we could and we're going to try and get back into that more um, but I really appreciate everyone who has subscribed either uh, w- with their own money or with sort of a bit of their with Amazon their Twitch Prime money. token. Yeah, so yeah. we or really Prime appreciate token. both of them. Yeah. yeah. Thanks to everyone who did that. Thanks. Anyway, that was a really fun stream. I'll get it up on their YouTube channel, which is YouTube.com/slash Idle Videos, and our Twitch channel. You can watch that video now, or any of our you know past or future our streams. Classics. Yeah. At Twitch.tv/slash Idle Thumbs. Um, okay. This I think we're we're running pretty late already on this podcast. We have to take off soon, so I'm just going to read one goofy email. And then next week, hopefully, we'll have a, a beefier reader mail section. Uh, Graham LaRue writes, Hey, Thumbs, and specifically Jake. Uh-oh. A couple of weeks ago, Jake mentioned a weird convenience store poorly stocked with odd decades-old merchandise. I was four years behind Jake at UC Santa Cruz, and my friends and I used to talk about that place all the time. It was at the corner of Bay and Mission where we'd all catch the bus, and over the course of many conversations, we came to the same conclusion as Jake. That place must have been up to something, presumably something that brought in a lot more cash than recalled Pac-Man vitamins and miscellaneous canned products from the early 90s. Also, even more of a small world thing, last year I was working at a Bay Area retail store and had Jake's dad come through my line. 
I recognized the last name on the membership info, and after a quick internal de- debate, asked him, hey, any relation to Jake Rodkin? <laughs> he, oh, figured, he figured we'd gone to school together, so I had to awkwardly explain that no, I just listened to his video game podcast, a fact that he handled quite graciously. He was a really nice man. Best wishes, Graham. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's a good that was a good mail yep. that yeah. was, you, you did find the best one I have a nice that. dad and he told me when that happened he said someone oh. in a store oh did he really oh, nice. someone in a store asked me uh, <laughs> if I was related to you <laughs> <laughs> he didn't I mean he he was he was a proud dad and that's also good. a slightly confused dad yeah yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm glad that other people have encountered that strange ass <laughs> store and uh, yeah I yeah. miss it yeah I wish that I had taken a lot of photographs of that place just as like a production design archive right. for Str- <laughs> Stranger Things two season two. Um, <laughs> oh man, uh, production design, yeah. yeah. Except not though. Like the thing that was good <laughs> about it was that it was in the early two thousands, but it mm. had things in it from the seventies through the nineties. Mm, right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. yeah. Like. Uh, yeah. Uh, well, here's here's one more other just dumb email that'll go real quick. Matthew Cole writes, Today I had to drive to the Japanese grocery store 40 minutes away, clear on the other side of town, to get something for a recipe I was trying. When I got there, while dumbfoundedly thumbing through a translated hardcover of a 16-year-old Star Wars novel that was sitting on their magazine rack, I overheard a mother tell the store clerk working the checkout desk that it was their first time there. Oh, really? He said, surprised. How did she, and he mentioned to the woman's daughter, know all of those different snacks then? Well, the mother replied, she watches a lot of those YouTube videos of people eating Japanese candy and stuff. That's what she wants to do with her life, too. She has a camera that she set up and everything, so she's going to make some videos of the ones we're getting today when she gets home. Shopkeeper replies, oh, ho, ho, well, I can tell you'll be unnatural at it, little lady. Pretty soon you'll move from the computer screen to the movie screen, I bet. <laughs> There's your competition, Nick. Jesus Christ. <laughs> what a weird conversation. Why didn't no one involved in that conversation remark on what a strange phenomenon this is? It's not strange, Chris. It's I the guess life it's we not. live in. Yeah. Yeah, who knows? Too bad there's not a food sampling YouTube uh, series where people went to that old grocery store and managed to get the guy to give them stuff and, <laughs> and then ate it. Yeah. I think that store is now closed and got flipped into something else. I don't mm. think it's I don't mm. think it's what it is anymore. Yeah probably a vape shop now mm. it's the new weird suspicious front of choice it's probably a vape shop <laughs> hopefully it stays a vape shop for like 30 years too long and then it's a weird <laughs> vape shop <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah okay goodbye everyone okay thanks thanks for listening uh, you can send us email yourself at questions at idlethumbs.net we have a Twitch channel, as I mentioned, at twitch.tv slash idlethumbs. You can watch all those videos. I'll get those Hitman uh, one up soon at youtube.com slash idlevideos. Facebook at facebook.com slash idlethumbs. Twitter at twitter.com slash idlethumbs. And uh, consider rating us and reviewing us on iTunes or telling a friend about this show. It helps out a lot. Thanks for listening. We will be back next week. Bye. 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 What does Mario say, Nick? Um, yeah. <laughs> I think Mario says support what down ticket saying? candidate 2018. <laughs> <laughs> it's weird that's what he says, but. It is strange.